right, we've made it this far. It's episode 16, I believe, where I've done this for God knows how long, three months, and I can't believe it's been that long, but you know the drill. I got another person here with me. What's up? What's up, dude? I'm Brandon. You're Brandon? Yeah, Brandon. Nice to nice to be here, man. It's been a long time coming. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, man. How did we meet Brandon? Actually, um, it was in, what, speech communications? I think that's the name of the class or something like that. But, yeah, man, I think what happened was, like, I heard your speech, because we, we all had to do an intro speech. And I heard your speech, and I thought it was, that was cool, man. So I just wanted to talk to you, and I was like, oh, wow. You know, I, when I first saw you, I was like, you, like, you had the mentality of, like, uh, like rise and grind kind of guy. <laughs> so I was like, oh, that, that's admirable, you know what I mean? So it's like, what I got from your speech was, oh, you know, he's right. If you just ask, like, one of the main thing, points of your speech was, if you want something, what's the worst that can happen if you, if you, you know, if you try to get it? The worst that can happen is you don't get it, but you try again, or you, you go for the next thing. It was, like, inspiring, and it kind of made things feel, like, less less of a big step like all you need to do is ask if you want something you know what i mean yeah yeah right so i inspired you yeah definitely so that's why when i saw you i was like yo what's up uh i introduced myself whatever i'm pretty sure that's how it went i don't know if i i don't know if you remember no i remember i remember i was surprised anyone got anything for my speech yeah i mean i guess we all of us are different like we all we all have different ways of interpreting stuff kind of subjective you know what i mean yeah like art exactly like art yeah that's when i started to get to know like oh man like you were different like you when i first saw you i was like oh man you know maybe he maybe he would be i don't know kind of quiet or kind of like a mean person i don't know why that was just in my head and then uh after i heard your speech i was like oh you know he's he's cool you know he's funny and then that's what gave me like you know, confidence to be like, yo, what's up, man? You know, you got the quiet vibe. Yeah, dude. And I'm not surprised because I do give off that vibe. I will admit because I'm like, I am an introvert. Uh -huh. I feel like so I don't I wouldn't like go out of my way to talk. Yeah. You know, like in front of the entire class. Like, exactly. you know, if it's one on one, like, yeah, we're going to have a good conversation. Right. But I'm not like trying to put myself out there. You know, no man, I hear you. You know, it's 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 the same. Like with me, I was always that kind of person, but at the same time, I've I've tried to force myself to ask to say what's up to people or try to ask people questions because the networking the networking is a big part of of life. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and it it, it makes me feel like you know what? What's the, they're just a human being. You know, that's all it is. And I, I'm a human as well. We're we're all humans. We all have feelings. You know, we all have. No one's better than anyone else then people may think that but in reality we all have a beating heart you know what i mean that we all have the same weaknesses low-key you know what i mean like exactly physical i mean exactly. like could be mental could be different but if you shoot us we're gonna bleed or if you cut us we're gonna bleed or as as tony mcguire said uh punch me i bleed you know spider-man <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's a great quote i'm so i'm so glad you know that you like spider-man Oh yeah, definitely. Spider Man is one of my favorite Marvel heroes. At first, it was Deadpool, and then I'm like, you know what? I do like Deadpool, but Spider Man's so wholesome. And he, although he doesn't have a healing factor like Deadpool or whatever, 
he's more of a wholesome character and he's more well physically i think he's stronger than deadpool i mean you guys can fight about that or whatever but for me i've already thought about like thought about that in my head i think they fought multiple in, in the comics before though pretty sure i wasn't not certain who won but i always know that spider-man was like more of the bigger brother kind of figure so for me it's like i kind of like that you know but he's also kind of a you know no kill type of person yeah yeah okay then let me ask you this who are your top five marvel heroes or villains all right all right that's a that's a good one i mean there's a, so there's so many so it's like I'll be, okay i'm gonna put spider-man as number one just off off rip just number one spider-man because he's like i said he's well you know he's spider-man and i mean who doesn't like spider-man all right and then i'm gonna say anti-venom if you know who that is oh anti-venom right it's amazing i don't know if anyone knows his story uh, but he was you know eddie brock you know had the venom in him and after venom left eddie brock it left him with cancer it was more of like a parasitic relationship it's supposed to be more like a symbiotic relationship, which means they share, you know, that's why it's called a symbiote. You know, he's he lives and he shares the host, but then the host gains, you know, strength and all that stuff. But when he leaves, it leaves him, you know, sickly. So he had cancer and he was haunted by his past. And for some reason, you know, well, he was dying, right? And his past was haunting him and the venom came back to kill him for some reason. I'm not sure if this is completely true. I'm, I'm just going off of what I remember. But the Venom came back to kill him of something like that. And inside of his body, like, he created the anti-Venom. His body, like, fought off the Venom that was left over, and it created an anti-Venom. And then it was, like, a, a friendly symbi like symbiote, and it has the power to heal and stuff. So it's like, it's like that if you take Venom and you invert his colors, that's, like, what anti-Venom looks like. And he's super cool because, you know, he has the ability to, he has like a spider sense as well. He has the the abilities to shapeshift his, his you know, like kind of like carnage. And then he has webs kind of like, um, or tendrils, kind of like Venom. And then he has a uh, ability to heal stuff. Like he can heal Spider-Man. He heals someone of their heroin addiction. Like it's crazy, even mental stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, that is crazy. Oh my God. But he ended up becoming more of like a villain because he tried to heal Spider-Man of his... He's like, I'm trying to fix you. I'm trying to fix you. But Spider-Man is, you know, has his powers from that from that bite, you know, the spider bite. So uh, he had to... I think he helped kill... Like, he fought off Venom as well. But I don't know if he killed Venom. Anyway, that was one of them. So so that's I'd, I'd put him in... I'd put him in number three, I'd say. Number third, like third place. So second place, I have to say Doctor Strange. Right, Doctor Strange, you know, he's Doctor Strange. I mean, he's like, without him, as you know, in the MCU, the past few movies wouldn't be, you know, possible without him. So, I hope I didn't say too much, but, but, but without, you know, anyway, you know what I mean. And then for the last two spots, I have to put, I'd say one, like, uh, what's her name? Scarlet Witch and Silver Surfer. DC or Marvel? Like, what, what? Dude, that's such a... I'm glad you asked me that, Brandon. That is such a difficult question. I have favorites from both sides. I'm going to lay it down all on yes. the line. I'm going to tell you right now. All right. Okay. All right. I'll do a top five of each since I can't decide. All right. Good. All right. So top five Marvel heroes or villains. 
Well, I'll do I'll do one for each category: villain and hero. <laughs> I can't decide. Okay. Okay. All right. Top five Marvel heroes. Number one, it'd have to be. That's such a hard question. Oh my god, <laughs> it's it's a tie between Spider Man. Now I would say probably either Deadpool or Spider Man. Yep. And then number two, I would put probably Wolverine. Ah, uh, that's a good one. Yeah, I love Wolverine. It, it's it's like I think he's so underrated. Like no one talks about the X Men. Definitely. Like he he's got the healing factor. He's just badass. He's he 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 knows how to fight, dude. Like that shit's crazy. Yeah, I think he's been alive since like eighteen the eighteen hundreds or something too. Yeah, and he was in Japan. Like I read that co- I read a yeah. comic where he was fighting ninjas, and I was like, that shit's dope. Yeah, yeah, facts. And um, number three, let's see. I would. I don't know. It depends. Do you consider the Punisher a villain? I mean, a hero or an anti-hero? I would. I would say he's a. He's more of a not not a hero. He's more of like an anti-hero. Uh-huh. But I, you know, because he kind of does his own thing. Yeah, yeah. At times. So I would say number three is Punisher. Not because like not because I'm a killer, but because like you you can't help but like. You just you you respect the grind this man does to just kill criminals, you know, just end their lives. And he's got a great show, so exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Number four, I'd have to say probably Iron Fist or Shang Chi because they do martial arts, and I love martial arts. Wow, that's a good one. I hear you, bro. I hear you. That's a good one. Actually, yesterday we were watching Shang Chi, like finish like. My brother's girlfriend hadn't seen the movie, so we were on Disney Plus and we were just watching it again. Great movie. Yeah, really good movie. You know, I enjoy Marvel movies. I'm not really like a critic of it. You know, I, some movies I'll say, hey, you know what, that that's not supposed to be there. But majority of the time, I'm enjoying the movie just because, you know. Yeah, yeah, right. So let's hear your top five DC heroes. Oh wait, my number five Marvel hero was uh was gonna be Moon Knight. Oh, whoa, wait. Isn't he? Hold on, wait a minute. Isn't he in the in an upcoming movie? A show. A show. Okay. Do you know him? I you know I don't know him. I thought he was gonna be the was it the Black Knight when they, you know what I mean? Oh 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 God no no wait oh what I have to include Blade in there. I love Blade. Yes, I was gonna say. I thought you were gonna say Blade. I was going to say Blade at, at one point, but I said, you know what? I don't know enough about him to include him. But I do know he's super sick. Like, I know he's... I haven't even seen his movies, like, all of them. Yeah, me neither. I do know that Blade definitely is something else. You know what I mean? Man kills vampires. He kills vampires, and he is a vampire. That's cool. You see, and I, I did see, like, parts of the old Blade movies... And, you know, I was just like, wow. I, You know, when I was younger, I thought these were all just separate things. And then when I got older, I realized this is all Marvel Universe, you know? Yeah, it's crazy. Even Ghost Rider. I didn't know Ghost Rider was part of the MC, like, Marvel comics. Dude, oh my god! I had, I have to include Ghost Rider. So sick. Yeah, Ghost Rider is so sick. Like, imagine being able to, I mean, I'm a Christian, so it's like, my beliefs are different, but but just for just for a second, imagine if you can allow someone else to feel the pain they've caused onto onto someone else. Like 
he has the ability to do that. You know, he's like feel it like he allows them to. If you look into his eyes, I forget what it's called, but it's like a, a a tactic where if you look into his eyes, you can feel or they start to feel the pain they've inflicted onto others, and it's like wow, you know what I mean? Dude, it's like it's like the sickest name ever. It's it's the pen and stare, bro. He literally looks you down. He looks you in the eyes, and then you feel all that pain. Oh yeah. That's that's sick. Wasn't that like in? Don't they have him in video games and stuff where he does it? Dude, yeah, he's um, the games. He he was in a uh, Marvel versus Capcom Ultimate oh, Alliance. Yeah. So dope. Yep. I used to play that. I used to love Marvel versus Capcom. Oh, I I love that game, especially the third one. Yeah, man, it's giving me such nostalgic vibes. There's so many like when I was young, I used to just video games was a thing was like my thing when I was younger. Same, same. Oh, um, my top five DC heroes. Okay. All right, let's hear it. All right. Okay, I might be biased, but I just watched the Batman movie just recently. Uh huh. But I love the Batman, like as a character. No, me too. He's so awesome. Like he he knows almost. I think he does know every martial art known to man. Yeah. And he. He's just so cool. He's a detective, the world's greatest detective. Yeah, he's so cool, bro. Like Batman has to be he's easily my number one. I'm sorry, like people are gonna say Superman, but for me, bro, Batman is number one. Have you have you heard his contingency plans? Like for the whole for the whole Justice League, he he found out what to do, even himself, like just tactics on how to, you know, I guess put an end. If need be, or if you know, God forbid the 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 need ar- arose. So it's like, like wow, even himself, and that was so crazy. And then like on on uh, HBO, they have the Injustice movie, and it's like the Injustice video game story, but it's in like a animated version, and it looks it, it was great, mm-hmm. you know. And it's like a, I don't know if you know about it, if you've played the games or if you know the story. I've never played the games, but I pretty much know the story of what happens. Right. So it's like Batman. For me, also, I I just grew up on like the Arkham games, and oh yeah, yeah. You know, so I'm I'm just super biased, but I love Batman. You know, he's probably one of my favorite. Well, he is my favorite DC character, number one. You know, but it's just how his his honestly, it's his intelligence yeah. that gets me, and his and his just how how does he know so many things you know it's like it's very rare for him to make a mistake but sometimes obviously everyone does and the writers have to include that in there he's not like you know so batman now who's next who who else is on your list who can you put there in you know in the same level with batman there dang okay um uh, I, w- I don't know same level but my like Let's see, it was Batman number one. So number two, it would have to be... I'm going to go with The Flash. Nice. That was a good one. Because Okay, so hear me out. Speed Force. Yes. He can do so much with that. Yeah. Time travel, goes so fast. Kind of insane. Did you see Zack Snyder, the, the Snyder cut? I, I, did see some, I did see some of it. I didn't see the whole thing. My brother saw the whole thing. Damn, you gotta watch the whole thing. Like I saw, I think I saw the majority of it though. But continue. 
I don't want to spoil it, but the Flash, man, without the Flash, it would have been game over, bro. Dark side, he would have won. Oh yeah, I did see that. I I saw the ending. Mm -hmm. I saw I saw the ending, and I saw like, bro. To be honest, in my opinion, Flash had the the best part in the movie. Mm -hmm. Honestly, and I like Wonder Woman. I, I like Wonder Woman's uh, entrance because that wasn't there in the original cut. I mean, in the theater cut, like the the cut that actually made it into theater. You know that was the part where she was introducing the bank robber, bank robbery. I'm pretty the heist. Like I'm pretty sure that wasn't there. Oh, was it? I I don't know. I didn't see the original. Oh well, I mean, I'm because what I from what I remember, it wasn't even because I remember like it wasn't there. And when I saw it, I'm like, wow, I don't remember this part. And he was like, oh, this is the Zack Snyder's cut. And I was like, oh, this is that's why. It's like four hours long, but yeah, the Wonder Woman part was was cool too, uh, my opinion. But the Flash definitely hit. I understand why you put him in number one. A lot of people, I mean, number two. A lot of people would put, like, I, I would expect them to put Superman next to Batman, or like vice versa, Batman next to Superman. But like to to hear the Flash, like that's a good one, and it's honestly he deserves that spot, you know, more than Superman, in my opinion. He he literally can like, he's going so fast. It's like time is frozen, and it, it he can do whatever he wants. He can kill literally anyone if he tried. Exactly. You know, I heard. I don't know, my brother told me this, but I heard that in the comics, he beat the teleportation god in a race. Fucking insane. I don't understand how he, how you could do that, but it's like this man teleports instantly and he beat him. I'm like, wow. <laughs> it's like, to me, it's like, okay, I see what they're, I see what DC is doing. Yeah, I like how they're like doing their own thing. They're not like copying Marvel, making their own hits. Exactly. Yeah, you said... People put Superman next to Batman, and I don't like Superman because he's just boring to me. Like, yeah, he's invincible, and his only weakness is kryptonite or magic, if you think about it. Yeah, I hear you. But, I mean, yeah, he's cool, like, with the laser eyes, super strength, insane durability, but it's like, he's perfect. He's like... No weakness. Batman is a human. Punisher is human. These guys, they try their hardest. It makes for good stories. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's the same exact reason I don't... Honestly, the other reason why I kind of don't like Superman as much is because, you know, I, I watched Dragon Ball Z growing up, and they would always say, oh, Superman would beat Goku. I'm like, no way. Like, you can't, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like... They would always say, oh, Superman is infinitely strong because he held a book of infinite pages. I'm just like, okay. Like, that that, that makes no sense. The writers are just do making up an excuse to make him God. What is he, God now? You know, it's like Goku at one point, you know, he worked his way up there. He wasn't just born with that. You know what I mean? Right. And, th and that's just my opinion there. But I understand. I feel completely the same way. That's why I, I respect Batman more than I respect Superman. I respect Superman because... Yeah, you know, he has power, he has strength, but at the same time, it does get to him, and he does believe he's God, you know, at certain times. Yeah, exactly. And to me, it's like, okay, that's too much. He didn't do anything to deserve it. He was just born that way. It's kind of like the same thing. It's like when someone works for something or if they're given something, what would you, you know what I mean? Right, right. It's like Batman worked for his stuff and went through tragedy for his stuff, and Superman was just born with it. Yeah, he had a tragedy on his home planet. You know, Krypton exploded and all that. 
But I mean, he regardless, he was born with it. Exactly. It's, he was born with it. He got all those gifts given to him. Right. Crazy. So. That was three, right? Yeah, I believe that was three. Okay, now I have two. Oh, snap, dude. Alright. And these are DC heroes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, DC heroes. You said you said Flash, you said Batman, and wait, who Flash Batman? Wait, I guess that is I, I have three more. Never mind. Frick. Okay. Okay. Right, you have three more, yeah. So this next one you might be surprised at. Not a lot of people talk about him, I feel like, even though he is in the league. Okay. Now I want guess. Guess. Martian Manhunter. You know, I was thinking about that, but then I was like, nah, I don't really like Martian Manhunter. <laughs> uh, okay, wait, hold on. Is it that guy who, like, what's his name? He, like, stretches? No, it's not It's not Plastic Man. Plastic Man. It's Green Lantern. Oh, how could I forget Green Lantern? Yes, of course. See, even you forgot him. <laughs> bro, how could I forget him? No, at one point in my life, bro, he was, like, my favorite hero. Mm-hmm. He really was. I used to collect rings, like all the rings, like the the green one, the green one, the yellow one, the red one. I used to watch the animated show. Like, bro, he was one of my favorite. So I like Green Lantern, and you know how he had a, a live action movie. We don't talk about that. Right. But minus that, I think his power, like his rings, are so cool. Like you can yeah. literally make anything, three D model anything with light, and that is so cool to me. That's so cool. It, it's like it, it goes beyond it goes beyond anything that's ever been created because it's in them it's like the mind of the you know the wielder it's like that's the limit yeah you know what i mean so if you think i okay i heard that when hal jordan i think it was hal jordan or it could have been another green lantern his city was destroyed i i it was like a comic and it was how he got the white lantern ring you know the white lantern is is a uh, combination of all of them oh and so of all the rings the red the green the blue all of it and so what happened was he was so filled with all these emotions fear that's yellow that's the yellow lanterns rage that's the red lanterns you know what i mean you know all these emotions and you're not supposed to use the ring to benefit yourself you're only supposed to use the ring to you know protect others or to fight off evil as you know the green the green lanterns show no fear and they're, you know, stuff like that. So his his city was destroyed, and he used the ring to create a whole city with people in it. And these people had individual minds and stuff, everything. It was crazy. Think about that. Like, how powerful that must be. And he became, like, corrupted, you know, by this power. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if I'm telling the right story, but just hear me out. So... What I can remember was, I, I guess, all the rings started started flying to, or this could have been another guy, but all the rings came from, like, all different areas, and they all went onto his finger, and it created, like, the White Lantern, which is, I don't, I don't know exactly, it's, like, it's so complicated, you know what I mean? And it's, like, hold on, let me see, let me look this up. I think it's so cool that they have multiple colors as well, representing different emotions as well. Like, I really like... The, the red lanterns i like the the yellow lanterns yeah i think it's cool how um i think sinestro that's his name how he was a green lantern and then he turned to fear just so cool man such a big nerd for like comics and shit bro when i was growing up that was all i did me and my brother i used to collect action figures you know sh figure arts and marvel legends i have a fourth 
I, I thought of my fourth pick. He's not a hero. He's more like an anti-hero. Okay. You didn't say Deathstroke? Nah. Nah. He's more like a... I don't know if he's done anything good ever. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not catching who you're talking about. Go ahead. Tell me. Oh, I was talking about Deathstroke, but oh. um, my pick is Red Hood. Oh, Red Hood. I think he's dope. Like, wasn't wasn't he a Robin? Yeah, he was. He was he was the second Robin, and the Joker beat him up. Oh, that's Todd. That's Jason Todd, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you seen Under the Red Hood? No. It's a great animated movie. Like, DC has the best animated movies. That's what I'm saying. Bro, over Mar- like I think Marvel, the cinematic universe, has really good like like live action movies in some ways, but then the DC completely destroys them in, animate, in animated series. Yeah, for sure, dude. Oh, There's this one Batman movie that I think not a lot of people have seen, but it's called Batman Assault on Arkham, and it's the Suicide Squad animated movie, and I think it's the best representation of the Suicide Squad in anything. I think it's so good. Wow. I, I really don't know that much about the Suicide Squad. Like, I never got into that. Like, you know the gist, right? Like, like that they're, they're criminals, like, ex- like supervillains, but they got bombs around their necks, so they have to do this woman's bidding. Like, like be a team and do... Oh. So, like, they're villains, but they're held hostage, kind of. Mm-hmm. So they have to do good deeds. Right. And so, like, the movie Batman Assault on Arkham... The team is consisted of Harley Quinn, King Shark, mm-hmm. Deadshot, oh, Captain Boomerang, and uh, I also forgot. But it's it's like, they go into a lot of antics, they go to Arkham Asylum, they they mess shit up, and it's, it's just a ton of fun, you know? Oh, there's Killer Frost as well. Yeah, I would highly recommend, give it a try, see it, even though I know you said you're not really a Suicide Squad guy, but... What's it called again? Batman Assault on Arkham. It, it's an animated uh, movie? Yeah, and Batman is in it, so it's it's even better. Nice. Uh, uh, yeah, exactly. So, that'll be nice. I actually found it. I was looking through the, like, the DC database and stuff. And, okay, so apparently the Green Lantern sent Hal on a mission when his Earth needed him most. And uh, his city was destroyed. It was a bombing. Coast City, I think East Coast City, something like that. Oh shit. Coast City, and he says it says after uh, afterward with everything he cherished, piles of cinder and ash, Hal tried to use his ring to recreate Coast City in its entirety. This was a massive con- uh, construct that required all of his ring's charge, and he began to in- he began interacting with characters from his life who had perished in the slaughter. A, a projection of the Guardians was sent to him. Furious that he was using his powers for personal reasons, and threatening him unless he immediately reported back to them for disciplinary action. Enraged that they would ignore the person, the personal loss he had suffer, suffered in the name of the core, he tried to punish. They tried to pun and tried to punish him for his humanity. Hal, driven, Hal, driven insane by grief, decided to meet them head on and clash with the men who had destroyed his life. So he basically rebels against the Green Lanterns. Using the green, like the, the ring. Damn. And it says, touching down on Oa, he killed Kilowog in combat. 
his greatest adversary, Sinestro, was released from imprisonment to act as the last line of defense, and Hal snapped his neck. Wow. Then he entered the central power battery. Sorry, Sagan. I was like, goddamn. <laughs> Even the, the Green Lanterns pulled Sinestro to try to kill him, and then it says, and then he entered the central power battery and absorbed the, en- the energies inside, killing the Guardians and effectively destroying the entire Green Lantern Corps. He emerged in the new identity, Parallax. Parallax is one of the greatest secrets kept by the Guardians. Was their infamous yellow impurity? Was their infamous yellow impurity? Was in fact, an ancient monster named Parallax, who they imprisoned in their central power battery. Parallax was the physical embodiment of fear on the emotional electromagnetic spectrum. The opposite of the green the green willpower. Hal became susceptible to fear after the destruction of Coast City, and the monster gained root in his consciousness through the through his ring, finally possessing possessing Hal when he absorbed the energy of the central power battery, where Parallax was imprisoned. Through influencing his actions, it would eventually possess him and turn him into the greatest villains of this the universe has ever seen. That's crazy. That is that is crazy, bro. It's like he like became the strongest person in the universe at that point. It's like there's so many like different timelines. And you know, when I was younger, I didn't realize that. When I was younger, I was like, ah, it's all the same timeline, you know. But it started it started to get so confusing that I was like, wait a minute, this has to be different. You know what I mean? Right, right. Since we're we're since we're talking about different timelines, I think I found my fifth pick, my fifth character. Have you seen the Flashpoint Paradox? I have. It's a character from that movie. Can you guess who it is? Is it Thomas Wayne? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. Wait, what's his? What's his? Is there like a name for him? I don't know, Batman. Yeah, he's just the Batman from that universe, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I think, yeah, Thomas Wayne definitely super cool, but he, like, kills people, right? He's, like... Yeah, he's basically the Punisher and Batman in one, so an unstoppable force. Exactly. And, you know, he's huge. He's he's enormous. And honestly, to me, it's, like, it's crazy, you know? I, w- I wanted to start talking about the Batman movie, because I saw it, too. And I don't, I don't know, because... We can start talk. We can talk about it. I'll just be like, spoiler warning. Well, so my brother's girlfriend or my brother thought it was an okay movie. To me, I thought it was good. I thought it was okay as well. Like I thought it was pretty good. But um, what's this this actor's name that played in Twilight? That all the girls are going to watch it for. They're they're not watching it for the Batman. They're watching it for this guy, Robert Pattinson. Yes, and they, I, I'm sorry. That's that's very generalistic. <laughs> but um. A lot majority, or not majority, but a lot of girls are going to watch the movie just because he's in it, and you know it's like okay, that's cool, but you know then they they think it's a bad movie because they don't really know how the Batman is, and to me it's like yeah it's cool, but I think he he was too skinny for the role, in just my opinion, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, and he was very young as well. he is very young as well. The first time I saw it, I was like. This was okay, mm-hmm. but the more I thought about it, the more I, I was like, that was actually pretty good. Yeah. And here's why. So, okay, you said he was skinny. Right. Yeah, he, he is really skinny. I, I, there's nothing that I can say to counter against that. Well, relative to Batman, you know? Right, right. But then you gotta, like, you gotta understand, like, 
the Batman in the comics, he he was he's been Batman for years, right. you know. Um, and this is just a a Batman who's like two years in. Oh, that's cr- that's right. He did say it. It did mention about two years. Yeah, so he's not like a cra- like he's a good detective, but he isn't in the best sh- physical shape, and he's not like you know like out riddling the Riddler. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so you know that's why I was wondering because you know Batman is like a master at all martial arts, like has a black belt and everything almost, and like. I, I'm pretty sure he did gain a lot of that while before he became ba- I mean after he became Batman as well. So like he's still he's still training. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you saw him uh, taking hits. Yeah, exactly. You know he wasn't like a a freaking grandmaster of everything. Like you know what I did like was the way he had like the bulletproof armor because that makes sense. Like a lot of Batman movies. It's like he gets shot and he falls down, but in reality, it's like, doesn't Batman have armor? And you'd think he'd have armor, right? So in this movie, like, I think they did a good job with the bulletproof yeah. armor thing. And then for like the more high caliber um, rounds, kind of like near the end when he gets shot, blasted with that shotgun. And it's like, yeah, that makes sense to penetrate through the armor because he's like point blank, you know? Yeah, yeah. I I love the new Batsuit. I think it's way better than been christian bale's batman yes i told my brother that i said the bat suit in this movie was insane Dude, it's it's freaking bulletproof like you can tell it's bulletproof yeah exactly it reminded me of like reminded me of the arkham knight like when you get your first when you get your first uh like suit upgrade in the in the game in arkham knight i don't know if you ever played it but it looks just like that almost you know mm, yeah like, yeah you can tell it's like metallic it's like there are metal plates there you can tell you know what I mean? Right. Looks really cool to me. I dude. Okay, so one thing I especially loved in this movie was, you know, um, the iceberg lounge went like the penguins club. Yes. So he, I loved how Bruce, like he used Batman and Bruce Wayne, like differently to get in. Yeah. I just, I just thought that was so dope. Like, like Batman, he just fucking he they, like straight up just knocked out the two guys. The two guys. Yep. The twins. And, and and Bruce literally just like used his uh his fame, you know? Yeah, his power. And then he was he like sneaked in at one point just by wearing a hood. I thought that was funny. That part was insane. But bro, you know, before I seen this movie, I didn't know much about Falcone either. Uh-huh. Only thing only thing I knew about Falcone was that he was he kind of played a little role in the in the Arkham in the Arkham Knight game. Yeah. I didn't understand you know what i mean well not even a little a little role but i do know that he had like a factory the falcone yeah and so to me like wow that, you know it made a huge huge difference and then zoe uh zoe kravitz you know what i mean she played catwoman and i'm pretty sure she played catwoman yeah 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 that was zoe right yeah and to me it's like you know she did play a good catwoman you know and the I don't know, you know, because she's it seems to me that she's like bi in this movie, and to me it's like is she bi in the comics or is this like a DC cinematic thing? I don't I don't have a problem with it. It's just like you know, because I know that Batman in the comics is one of one of his loves is Catwoman, is Selena Kyle, and I think the other one is Talia Agul. Right. You know, Talia Al Ghul from Rachel Ghul's daughter. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's the other other person he's in love with. Like those are the only two people I'm pretty sure. 
he ever fell in love with. So I did, I did, I did like the how the connection between them kind of happened, how they involved her because she's in, she's a part of, you know, Batman and Gotham and stuff. Oh, for sure, for sure, dude, dude. Another thing I loved about this movie that I think back on is when, so when you first see Batman, he like, oh wait, let me let me step back. So when the first bat signal is like shot up into the night sky mm-hmm. you you see everyone looking into the shadows and then being afraid yeah like that that was that was fear like i felt yeah. that right and the first time batman came out you could hear his boots i was that was just icing on the cake man like yeah he was just coming toward him and then he beat the shit out of that guy it's great that and and bro another thing is the choreography in this movie was good like it wasn't bad. It wasn't, bro. It's like compared to the other DC movies that I've seen Batman fight, they're not using any form of martial arts. Them, you know, in the other ones, to me, I don't know. But this one seemed more legit. Like it seemed more how Batman would fight. In my opinion, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it was just a hype. No, no, no. I get what you're saying because this this movie made Batman look like he was really trying to end these criminals. Like yeah, exactly. But like put him in stretchers. Like, not kill yeah. him, you know? <laughs> exactly. I mean, he did say he was vengeance, so... Yeah, and I, and they called him... And I like how Ke- like Selena, Selena was calling him vengeance, and people were calling him vengeance. They didn't really refer to him as the Batman, except for when, at the end, Selena was, like, the bat and the cat. Yeah. You know, she said it has a ring to it, and, like... Yeah, you know, but they didn't call... I don't really think they called him Batman. This, I mean, besides the letters to Batman from the Riddler. Right, right. I, I loved a lot about this movie, but there was some little things that I didn't really like or I thought that were kind of cringe. Yeah. For example, every time the Riddler used social media, I I thought that was... I know we're in 2022, but it's like... At some points, you know, when, like... I know the director, Matt Reeves, really tried to make it serious. Yeah. But I couldn't help but laugh when the Riddler was like, oh, hey, guys. Yeah. The Riddler here. Literally. And it's just cringe, man. It's because, like, you know, also, like, the Riddler, like, they had to, well, when he was, when he was conceived, like, when his, when his character was created, he, it was before, like, telephone. It was before cell phones, before social media. Yeah. So it's like, for me, it's like, it's hard to put him in, in this new role. You know, where it seems like, okay, maybe he would have used social media if he did live nowadays. But I think it would have been better if he can stayed kind of quiet, kind of leaving symbols around the city like he normally does or leaving messages on regular telephones or whatever. Yeah, 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 exactly. But the social media, yeah, it did, it did seem cringy. My brother, me and my brother were laughing <laughs> at it. It was really funny. And yeah, man, like the Riddler overall, how he is. To me, seemed a little cringy. I never really liked the Riddler. I just thought he was just some goof, goofy guy. Me too. But in this movie, I like how they made him like a serial killer. Yeah, they made him. They, I, they actually made him serious in in like this movie. Like yeah, in the other like in the games, I really know I really know him from the Arkham games. And in the games, he you don't really see like yeah you see he's more of like you're in the games he reminds me more like Jigsaw. You know what I mean from from the Saw movies. Yeah. And he reminds me more like Jigsaw, where they put themselves there, you know? Whereas in this movie, he kind of kills them. I don't know. To me, it it's not like a bad thing, but at the same time, it made him seem more of like a serious threat, you know? 
Right, exactly. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the movie a lot. I, I would give it, honestly, probably like a seven, seven and a half out of ten. Because it's like there's so many movies that you can't just give anything really a ten because you don't know what's out there. So I'd give it a solid, I'd, I'd agree with you. I'd agree with you on that. Seven and a half to eight around there. I don't know. It's pushing it to eight is kind of like a stretch, but yeah. you know what I mean? It's in between seven and a half and eight, in my, in my opinion. I think eight is fair because it's like a stunning movie. Like, yeah. it's very pretty. It's like, you can tell it's Gotham. You know, it's dark. Right. That's that's another thing. It. I like, I, I you know, I used to watch the Batman. I still watch it sometimes. The Batman animated series from the 90s. You ever seen it? I, I haven't, but... It's it's a very wholesome... Like, next time... Do you have HBO Max or no? I used to. Well, if you ever get to the chance... Like, if you go on YouTube, type in, like, Batman animated series episodes, and if you watch them, they're, like, you can literally fall asleep to them because they do have a sense of seriousness to them because, you know, a lot of the cartoons from the 90s weren't totally for kids. You know, they were... Like, adults could watch them as well. So it's like... um Anyway... The show is very dark, as in like the background. It's always nighttime, you know. It's the the buildings are like reddish. You know, the the art is nice. It has the original voice cast, like the person who the you know the person who's who plays Batman in the Arkham games. He was he's been the voice for Batman for over I think twenty twenty something years, and the Joker is the same Joker from the video game, the same voice, and the voice actors are very good in in that that show. And um, you could just like I can put it on before I go to sleep, and I could end up just falling asleep watching the show just because it's so simple. Yet, it I don't know what it is. Maybe those the simpleness attracts me, but it's it's like with the Batman animated series, it's it shows Gotham as dark Gotham, you know how Gotham should be, and the same with that movie. Gotham was very, you know, dark, and it's a mix between, you know, um, New York and Chicago. More, more Chicago, Gotham City, but you know, to me, it really, it really got that down. You could tell it's Gotham. It was like its own thing. It wasn't New York. Exactly. It wasn't Chicago. Yep. They did everything right with the atmosphere. Super dope. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. The cars, even you know, the cars. You know, it's just like it's crazy to me. It's nice. Yeah, I loved how I loved the the car chase scene. Yes. I was like, wow. When I saw Bat like when I saw Batman in his car, like I expected it to be something more, but at the same time, it wasn't bad for something like, okay, this is more realistic if, if Batman was real, you know? Yeah. He would have more of a car like this. Whereas, you know, you do kind of want to see the the OG kind of big Batmobile scary, you know. But when 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 he came out of the flames, I thought that was so cool. Oh yeah. That was I was like, oh my god, I fucking love Batman. I was like, that was sick. No way he just did that. And the car was on fire still, which made it look even cooler. Yeah. And then they caught up to the Penguin, and I don't know. You know, the Penguin, to me, was... He played a good Penguin, but at the same time, a bad one, because <laughs> the Penguin, isn't he from, isn't he from, like, England, if I'm not wrong? I don't know, honestly. Or they just use a lot of English people to play him. That's probably it. Yeah. Because yeah, the penguin. Yeah, well, he he did. They did. It's like they did play a good, 
mob boss. Like a mob, he had a big, a good mob boss mentality, mob boss kind of figure. But I think the penguin is more uh, ruthless than this guy, you know, more deadly. Yeah, I think Carmine Falcone was better, like in his acting performance. Yeah, and that's the same guy. I forgot this guy's name. That's the guy that was like, "Tell Megatron, let's tango from the the." Yeah. <laughs> Tell Megatron, let's tango. That's him. I was wondering, like, where's this? Yeah. You know, it's good to see these people come back too. Right. It's like in you know, Transformers movies. Love those. And this guy's still looking great, you know, playing in this 2022 movie. It's like, how do these people not age? For real, dude. I'm glad you brought up Transformers because I feel like no one's seen them. At least the ones I've talked to. Yeah, I mean, the thing, like like I said, I grew up with a lot of those comic books and action figures and watching movies and shows and all that stuff. And Transformers, I grew up on the movies, you know, and... Really, I started really getting into it, I think, 8th grade or ninth grade. My friend, Oren, who's in the Air Force now, he was into the figures like me, and he started to collect the, the Transformers figures. We did a PowerPoint presentation on, like, a Transformers scenario, and it was just, like, it was super cool. He taught me a lot about it, and more of, like, the background, the comics, and, you know, it started to really make me understand. I'm like, wow, you know, Transformers are cooler than I thought. You know, like Cybertronians, even Cybertron, the planet that they're from, is a is 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 a being. It's like a living being that they're on, that they live on. Crazy. Yeah. Who's your favorite Transformer? Oh man, Optimus is 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 up there, but I like Bumblebee as well. Oh yeah. Um, he's super like he's super humble, and then when you see the movie Bumblebee, the the Trent the fighting scene on Cybertron is really cool to me. I'd say I'd have to say Bumblebee. He's probably my favorite. That's a good answer. Because he's not like leader like Optimus, but he's he could be, you know, he's like quiet kind of guy. It's like saying Snake Eyes from G.I. Joe, you know, because he's super quiet. Oh my god, you just unleashed another memory. Yeah, bro. Oh, I love I love it all. G.I. Joe, Transformers, Marvel, DC, all that shit is just chef's kiss. Yeah, man. Bro, definitely. Like when I was and like like you said, growing up. I was into martial arts a lot too. I, I was in like classes and I know how to use weapons. Like my favorite weapon is the nunchucks. Yeah. And I grew up using, at first it was the bow staff because I thought it was the easiest to use. And I always grew up playing with like the bow staff. And that's why I was like Donatello was my favorite Ninja Turtle and stuff like that. But then I got older and, I, and my mom had these nunchucks and she, that she used to be good with when she was young and she gave them to me and I was like, all right, cool. So I started using them and pra- they were heavy. And I hit myself everywhere and you get used to it. But the more you practice, the more you get used to it. Now I'm, you know, I'm working on using two, like I'm practicing my, like the L spins and all that stuff. Like, you know, and that's why nunchucks became quickly one of my favorite weapons in martial arts. And, you know, it's funny because I had a phase. It was between eighth grade, ninth grade and 10th grade. Those years I was in my martial arts phase. And then I stopped after that. Like I, it died completely. I don't know what it was. I was always the small kid, you know, me and my twin brother. You're a short king. Welcome to the team. Yeah, man. <laughs> I was always a small, skinny kid, me and my brother. And martial arts gave us a, a way to kind of be like how our heroes were or kind of be like how, you know, Bruce Lee was a big hero of mine. Growing up, my mom used to watch the, the Bruce Lee movies in theaters. Think about that. Dang. And 
Yeah, and it, and she used to watch them when she was a teenager and stuff. So it's like she got us into it, and I used to watch all like most of the Bruce Lee movies when I was young, and I you know even did like a PowerPoint on him when I was in ninth grade. It's awesome, and it was crazy. Yeah, man, just dude. You know, I think growing up. Go ahead. I know. I was gonna say, like, dude, I'm so glad you mentioned Bruce Lee because I, I he is he is one of my idols. Yeah, man, you mentioned him. You mentioned him in in your your first speech, which is why I was like, oh yeah, this guy, you know, he definitely we could talk. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like the Wing Chun, you ever seen the It Man movies? He was like, yeah. And it's just like I was always I wanted to create like a a wooden man. I used to play like the you ever play the Sleeping Dog game? Dude, dude, oh my god, yes. Yeah. See, that was like, I used to play Sleeping Dogs all the time. And it was just like, bro, it was so cool to me. All that, that was back in my martial arts phase as well. And I was just, you know, doing that. And also, growing up, my brother came out of the army. You know, he was in Afghanistan. He, he went to Afghanistan for a year. And he was a 25 Bravo in the, in the, in the army, which is a IT guy. Like, he did IT. And he was, he was, uh, he was deployed with an with an infantry unit to give them communications, to give them connections because they needed, you know, wiring and they needed internet on their base. So he was his unit went with infantry unit to you know, establish communications and stuff like that. So he wasn't really fighting, but he was obviously the base was attacked a couple times and he had to endure through that. So he had some PTSD from that. But when he came back he he was I remember, he was like 22 when he got out because what 17 18 19 20 yeah about 22 when he came out of the army because he joined when he was 17 it was a five year contract and he was 22 I remember he had like he would always watch UFC fights and stuff and he would always want to spar me and my brother and teach us jujitsu stuff because in, in the military they teach you how to fight hand to hand combat he he thought it was fun to just spar with us and. He taught us some some moves like jujitsu stuff, rear naked choke, you know how it is like UFC type stuff, like Joe Ro- like what Joe Rogan talks about most of the time, because you know he Joe Rogan is into fighting, into martial arts, you know what I mean, the mixed martial arts. Yeah. And you know, growing up, it was really he, my brother, inspired me as well. Like I wanted to join the military a couple times, even before I came to college, I was gonna join, I was gonna join the Marine Corps. Have you ever thought about that? You ever thought about joining the military, whether it be here or somewhere else? Dude, I have, like, after high school, when I was graduating, I thought, yeah, I want to join the military. I don't really know what I want to do with my life, but it'd be cool to be, like, I don't know, a, a ranger or, or I don't know, even an IT guy. Like, I don't know, make, you know, like, serving your country, learning shit. I don't know. Like, I wanted to be a badass, I guess, but thinking about it, I'm glad I didn't go. Yeah. Yeah. So I understand that. You know, it's like for me, like growing up, like I said, I was, I always had the urge to kind of join. I thought it was like same with you. I wanted to be kind of cool. I wanted to be like a fighter. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be respected. You know, growing up, I was like a, that's like I said, a small kid. My brother was smaller than me. So, you know, so it's like we were both the small kids. It's like, it's funny. We, you know, you ever seen that meme? He was like, you're disrespecting a future U.S. Army soldier, you know? Yeah. And then in seventh grade, we went to Sarasota Military Academy Preparatory School because little background in a quick span I, I know you heard it in my speech but i'm just gonna say it again but i was born me and my brother were born in miami dade miami dade county we lived in broward county for the first from 2002 to 2008 because in 2008 
something happened in our building. My mom, you know, a fire in my apartment. And so my mom was talking to someone online and met someone and we needed a place to stay. And they were like, oh, you know, you can always stay at my place. I was like, all right, cool. So then boom, 2008, we moved to Sarasota because this is where this person lived. We went to the house. We stayed there. Things happened. Didn't work out. We had to find an apartment in Sarasota. I was in first grade in Sarasota, and I was living in second grade. I was living, actually, third grade is when we started living on our own in Sarasota because we weren't going to move all the way back to Broward. And so I went to, I lived in Sarasota from from the age of five until I was 12. And then I'm the, you know, Sarasota, Sarasota Military Academy prep was my last year living in Sarasota. And it was like, I thought it was so cool, you know? And I was like in the in the mili- like military uniform and it was uh everything you had inspection and it made me feel like oh I'm strong now, you know. And then I moved back to Broward County into in twenty fifteen when I was turning thirteen and it was for eighth grade. And so from eighth grade until I graduated high school, I lived back in Broward and I moved back here for college, which was August of twenty twenty. So it's gonna be almost two years, or it's gonna be two years that I've lived here. I mean that I've lived in uh in northern central northern florida around sarasota or manatee county right but like i said you know i wanted to join the military before i came here what happened was when i graduated high school a lot of my friends went to you know some of them went to the army some went to marine corps someone went to the air force and the navy or not really the navy but a lot of them went to you know marines army and air force and i was like hey man like i i could do this you know i want to do this thought it was cool so i wanted to join the marines and my brother, growing up, twin brother, always wanted to be a Navy SEAL. You know, you know the, the Navy SEALs are, right? Yeah, I, I've wanted to be a Navy SEAL. <laughs> yeah, it's like, for me, I, I thought about it too. Like, oh, that would be super cool, right? But at the same time, it didn't really, uh, uh, like, appear like uh, an interest to me as much as my brother. My twin brother, like, really wanted to be a Navy SEAL for years. You know, he still can be, but we're in college and... You know, we're in college. We we plan if we were gonna join the military, we might just we're gonna finish college, whatever. And then if we still want to join, we will we may join, right? You know, the Navy SEALs. He got me into. He showed me like, you know what Buds is? Buds? No. It's it stands for Basic Underwater Demolition SEAL Training. Buds is what every SEAL candidate has to go through in order to start training to be a Navy SEAL. And it's six months long. So basically, you have to be enlisted, or you can be an officer, doesn't matter. But you have to enlist, or if you have a college degree and you want to become an officer, then you just go to OCS, Officer Candidate School. Instead of going to basic training, you go to Officer Candidate School, and you you know, you know learn how to be an officer, stuff like that. The only thing with being an officer is that, um, well, yeah, you get paid more because you're an officer, but you lead other, you, you lead the other men. You know, you're the officer, and you have a higher rank than all of them. And you start off with as O one, which is immediately above all the other enlisted rank. Whereas enlisted, you don't need college degree. You can have a high school diploma or a GED and go to basic training and you become regular. So you can do either way. But BUDS is crazy. I advise you or whoever's listening, if you haven't heard of uh the BUDS training or there's a if you look up on YouTube, BUDS class two thirty four. It's it has a whole documentary on that whole class. I think that was in two thousand. It was recorded, so like before 9-11 even, and it's, it's, it's crazy. You've probably seen like memes, like Instructor Pat Stone, he has like a, has like a mustache, and it's actually in a lot of movies, like in American Sniper, you seen American Sniper? Oh, no. Or uh, Lone Survivor? No? 
I've seen Active Valor. Active Valor is a good. It's like a, a Navy SEAL movie, but they don't have buds in there. I don't believe. But maybe it's like in the in the pre credits, like in the pre like before the movie starts, you may see see clips of it. But if you watch, if anyone have seen uh, American Sniper, it shows when when Chris Kyle joins the the Navy and he says that he wants to be a Navy SEAL. It skips to a scene of people doing like leg raises or not leg raises, but uh, what are they called? Uh, flutter kicks. Yeah. And yeah. they're spraying them down with water, and they're like, "Oh, how old are you? Do you really want to be here?" You know, stuff like that, and it's because the whole point of buds is to tear you down mentally. It's a mental game. Doesn't matter how physically fit you are, they'll push you until your limit, and then to see if you're gonna, if you're, if you're willing to push past that limit. So if you, if you can bet, let's say, for example, someone who weighs 260 pounds, someone who weighs 120 pounds, right? It's like, yeah, the person who weighs 260 is gonna be physically stronger, but who's stronger mentally? Who's gonna push past their own limit? You know what I mean? And dude, dude. When I think of being a Navy SEAL, that right there, like, comes into my mind all the time. Because I admit, I think realistically, like, I want to be a Navy SEAL, but I'm not disappointed if I, I, I don't have the physical or mental qualifications. But god damn it, I have, I have strong-ass willpower, but I feel like, I don't know, like, <laughs> I don't know if I'm cut out for Navy SEAL training, if I'm being real honest with myself. Yeah, man. You know, it's like a lot of people think I was watching a thing because there's something called indoctrination course, which is for the Air Force Special Warfare. And he was saying, if you even if you have a little bit of doubt within you, he says, throw it away before you get here, because that little doubt, when you start enduring the pain, it starts to grow and grow and grow. Or, you know, another thing he was saying was like, don't come here, think, you know, with another option in the back of your head saying, oh, well, if I don't pass, I'll just do this. He says, don't come here with that because guess what? As soon as you start feeling your pain, you're gonna, that other option is going to become very, very clear and it's going to make you want to quit. He's saying a lot, of, you know, a lot of people quit because they think that you know, they, that little bit of doubt that they had starts to grow and then they think they can't do it. You have to com- completely control your mind. You know what I mean? And it's scary, bro. That's facts. Continue. Go on. No, yeah. I was saying you know, it's, it's crazy, bro. It's like that's why SEALs have you know a lot of more of them die in in training than in combat which is it's it's true i mean compared to i mean it's different from like the lone survivor movie it's about um marcus luttrell navy seal who died on an operation i mean he didn't die i'm sorry he was the lone survivor of i think 16 other men and three of his navy seal brothers who died on this mission operation wet uh, red wing that went wrong the movie is called lone survivor you should if anything you can watch that but it's the the fact that a seal is willing to risk his life for his brother because no mental barrier can stop him, you know? Dude, that sounds crazy. I gotta watch that movie. Yeah, bro. And American Sniper. I recommend those two movies because they're both they're both about Navy SEALs. Uh, I'm not going to say too much, but they're both good movies. I think American Sniper is better than Lone Survivor because it came out later. Like, it came out, I think, in 2015 or 2016. And Lone Survivor came out 2014. But it's, they're both great stories. They're really both great stories. You know what I mean? And to me, it's like, I don't, I, you know, I'm a Christian, like I said. So it's like, I don't want to kill people like that if I don't have to. So I'd rather save people's lives. So to me, the Navy SEAL isn't really a good job, you know, but there are other jobs in the military that are, you know, that fit my kind of what I want to do. But right now I'm just focusing on school because I got to finish this and I want to, you know, get my degree first if I'm, 
or you know by then who knows if i joined the military i don't know but you know like i said i'm a christian i trust god with his will in my life stuff like that dude same same i'm also going to school hopefully to get a degree for studio art who knows if my life will change but i just want to shout out god even if i'm not a believer i just you know just shout out god man you know i mean yeah man shout out man so like in your home i don't know if i can get into this are you cool with that or i mean i've got no problem with it yeah no i'm saying like in your household like how did you grow up you grew up with like believe like your parents believe in god or is it just you don't believe in god like what no we we were never really like religious so i didn't like grow up with any religion to be honest right 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 yeah so like same like with me i grew up kind of like my parents knew like believed in god but we we weren't we weren't just like we were just regular people you know we didn't do the religious stuff and we only went to church on like holidays we never really you know what i mean we never really did all that stuff, but, and I lived my teenage years, you know, not really, I, I put God in the background, kind of like, oh, you know, I know he's there, but I, I didn't really follow him, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it wasn't yeah. until, like, the pandemic when I started reading my Bible and stuff that I really started to realize, you know, oh, wow, you know, God is what we call the three O's, omnipotent, omniscient, and omnipresent, which is all-powerful, all-knowing, and you know, he's everywhere at once. So it's like, that's what the three O's mean. So it's like, I realized, wow, you know, God is more prevalent in life than I thought. And, you know, we all have different testimonies. Like yesterday I was watching a movie called, I don't know if you ever seen, it's called, I still believe. I haven't seen it. Yeah. It's kind of, it's like a romance movie. My brother's girlfriend put it on, but it was actually a good movie. It's like a story about this Christian songwriter and his romance story. And then how God kind of changed it or God shifted his life in a certain way that in a way that it affected other people in a good way, you know? Yeah. You know, and it's basically stuff like that. Or um, the the movie Hacksaw Ridge. Have you seen that movie? I've heard so many good things about it. Yeah, it's like in class, what Miss Page was talking about was Desmond Doss. You're probably going to hear about it. Um, someone's probably going to speak about it, but <laughs> he was uh, he refused to... He was a Christian, but back in the 40s, every man wanted to join the war effort in World War II. And so he re- he joined the army, and he refused to grab a gun. Like, he refused to train with a gun or, you know, go to war with a gun. And he had a whole lawsuit about it. They put him in jail because they thought, you know what I mean? I'm like, but his dad was an, was an officer. or His dad was a, his dad served in World War One, And he came in and he fought for his son in the courtroom. And he, they allowed him to go to war with no weapon. And he was a medic. So he was in war with no weapon. And just like, you know, on the, in the Pacific you know, he ended up saving so many people's lives. And he was up there on the ridge by himself. And he was, you know, the enemy was out there. You know, the team retreated and there was wounded friendlies and wounded enemies. And he would say, Lord, please, one more, just one more. And every time he said that, someone would scream out, help, help. And he would run to them and he would give them morphine to whatever, carried them all the way back to the, the safe point and brought them down the ridge. I think it was like 70 something men that he saved. And like even Japanese soldiers, he he would he saved them and brought them back down. Legend. The the camp terminated them, of course, because they're the enemy. Damn. But it shows it just shows how much love he had. Like it, the the love of God kind of flowed through him, and you know, because us as Christians, we're supposed to represent God in heaven. We're supposed to represent His love for us. You know what I mean? And it's like if you ask any Christian, like, oh, what what? How can you represent His whole love for us? Like, what is what is God's purpose? 
you know, what is the whole point of the Bible? What is the whole message of the Bible? Yeah, I could say it as this, right? Like the Old Testament, there's a promise of a savior. The New Testament, there's a savior and that's it. So it's like the savior comes comes through. And it's like John 3:16 for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever shall believe on him will not perish but have everlasting life. You know, it's like that's that that whole verse right there kind of sums up the whole gospel right there. It's the selflessness that showed in Desmond Doss that allowed him to fulfill that scripture. He actually survived and you know, he survived the war. He didn't he was he was fine. I think he was injured a few times, but he um survived the war. Well, I'm not sure if he was injured. I'm pretty sure he was like not touched at all, but he saved a lot of people. That's the whole thing. And it was like, how could he have done this without some divine guidance? You know, and it's just like, wow. You know, and I remember used to watching that war movie. Well, I used to watch a lot of war movies. Same with Ryan, stuff like that. Yeah, classic. Yeah, classic. I I just want to also shout out the Christians or anyone who believes in any kind of religion. And this is coming from someone who doesn't believe in any religion, but I also well, I can appreciate people having their own faith, you know, whatever they can find peace in, you know, shout out to y'all. Yeah, bro. And like coming from a Christian right now, for anyone who's listening, I'm not trying to offend anyone. You know, I'm not the whole, like what in the words of Jesus, he says, uh, I don't come to, he says, I don't, he says, I do not come to condemn you, but to save you. You know, he's like, I don't come to spit on your religion or just to look down on you no of course not you know actually we're we're called to be servants you know what i mean we're called to to serve other people to love everyone stuff like that you know right right people people get the wrong impression oh you know well, people are doing this in the name of christianity then they're not christians you know if if they go against the scriptures they're not truly christians they're false prophets they're not you know what i mean they're they're not representing the love of god the truth of god that's another thing cuz there are some things that that are in the Bible that, yeah, you know, other people will get offended by it, but um, it's the whole point of, you know, the the truth that matters. And so that's, that's that, but uh, I'm not trying to offend anyone who's listening. Of course not. You know, I'm just saying my beliefs and my testimonies are what I've heard. So, you know, so far. Oh man, I, it's good stuff. I always like to get people to share their points of views about the world you know, I like yeah. growing up, I'm just, I've learned so much about myself throughout all these years. And, you know, I'm just trying to be the best person I can be. And my only, ad- my advice for people is to become the best person you can be and learn as much as you can and just have fun with life. But yeah, is there anything you wanted to add, Brandon? No, man. Yeah, of course. You know, just, I appreciate everyone who's listening, you know, I mean, you know, what I'm saying Jordan. You know, what I've seen so far, what I've known from this, this man, you know, I it's almost as if, you know, if we were in the military and we deployed together, it'd be like, bro, you'd be a brother to me, you know? Yeah. I don't know. That's just how I am. I'm I'm quick to, to gain companionship with others. And it depends, you know what I mean? And honestly, it's like, I appreciate all of you guys and care about all you guys. I pray for all you guys and I thank you, you know, honestly, get the, for all, uh, this opportunity to Jordan. You know, to be on here and to uh, kind of just speak, talk about cool stuff, you know, things that are are currently on my mind. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Anything you want to shout out? Yeah, man, shout out to all uh, my uh, Navy SEALs out there. Or, you know, honestly, to all the veterans. If you're listening to this and you're a veteran, man, or woman, thank you. 
You know what I mean? My brother Chris was a veteran. My wet my my abuelo, my grandfather, uh, was a was a veteran. It's just like veterans give so much of their uh, their strength and their time to. And it's, honestly, it's a selfless service. But at the same time, if you're seeking help, you know what I'm saying. If you need help, if you feel like if you're struggling, you know I understand that pain. You know through my my family, my brother. Don't be afraid. You know, and there's a whole community of people that are willing to work with you and willing to help you out. Yeah, man. Shout out to everyone who's going to school right now, doing whatever, you know, doing your thing. Trust in the process, I guess you can say. Trust in God's plan for your life. And uh, yeah, man, it's just great to be on here and to talk to everyone. Would you say there was like, what, 40, what would you say about like the last time there's like, what, 40 something people who listen to this or? Yeah, I was surprised, like 40 something, but I'm just keep doing my thing and we'll see where it goes from here. Hey, bro, I already have good stuff about this. Like, I already know good stuff will happen with this. As long as you continue, that's yeah. the whole point. It goes back into like the buds training, goes back into all that. It's the mental aspect. When you feel like you're going to fail or when you feel like, hey, what am I doing this for? This is not, this makes no sense or like this has no purpose. This goes for everyone who's listening with anything in your life. If, you, if when you feel like there's no purpose and when you feel like, you know, I had enough, let me just stop right now. You can't, you can't. That's how you're, you're never going to see success that way. You know what I'm saying? The, every time you add, you, you, every time you do it again and you do it again and you do it again, every time you take another step or do another rep, whatever it is, <laughs> every, every time you, you you're, you're literally increasing the probability of success every single time. You know, the probability of you gaining what you want in that aspect goes up. You know what I mean? Especially with all these, you know, podcasts. And eventually you're going to, some the right person is going to hear this podcast. And they're going to say, you know what, I'm going to fund this guy. Or I'm going to share this with this these people. Stuff like that. So it's like with anything, any hobby that you guys have or, you know, Jordan, with this podcast, continue. You know, you can't stop. Don't let anyone stop you because then that will be the greatest mistake of or the greatest regret that you could possibly have because then you're saying what if i didn't stop you know who by me stopping who did i stop from inspiring you know it's like you don't want that you don't want that on your conscience dude you should be a motivational speaker you you might have just inspired me to start working out again that's crazy bro um you know it's funny because like i said i was a scrawny kid and stuff growing up and i I had to, my brother really motivates me as well. My twin brother, he's young. He's older than me by a few minutes, but he's scrawnier than me too. So it's like, I'm stronger than him, but the way his mindset is sometimes really motivates me, especially during cross country season, when I was doing those 5k runs for time and I would, you know, you're dying on that track. I mean, on that track, but on the the trail, you're dying. It's like, you want to stop. You want to stop running. You want to stop running. My brother told me pain, like, you know, the saying pain is temporary. Uh, winning is forever, but it's like I, I heard this uh, this quote from this man. I forgot his name, but he was saying, "When everything's all over, when the pain is gone, you would either have done something or you wouldn't have. The only thing is that you would have had the pain either way. So would you have the pain and then have and have winning added to that? Because the pain will subside, the pain will leave, or will you have the pain and the pain of loss, which is forever? It's, you know, you know what I mean." It all starts little by little, little by little. I used to do like 50 push-ups a day. That's only 25 in the morning, 25 at night. And um, and chair dips, like 30 chair dips, like dips off of a chair. It's, it's a mindset, bro. It's like 
it's it's just, it's just the way you think. You have to tell yourself, you know, even if I can't do this or if I don't want to do this, I'm going to just do it. And then once you pass that, it's that mental barrier. It's the same thing that otherwise with people who want to become Navy SEALs, people who want to become, you know, pararescuemen or combat controllers, you have to go through this special operation training. But the whole thing is the, is the mindset, bro. It's like, they're going to push you until you physically can't do it. They're going to push you until you physically cannot finish. But they want to see, what are you willing to do to finish? Are you going to really push past that? Are you going to just want to quit? You know what I mean? Are you just going to want to give it all up and become a quitter? But if you if you quit, that's going to stay with you forever, bro. It's going to stay with you. It's like, wow, what if I didn't quit? Where would I be now? So it's the same thing, you know, with the working out or with any hobby, when you, uh, whether it be a sport, something. If you don't quit or if you feel motivated to quit, that's the good thing because that means the enemy is trying to get is trying to stop that blessing from happening. You know what I'm saying? Brandon, Brandon, can I just say? Go ahead, bro. Con- congratulations. I'm going to start working out because of you. Hey, man. That's great. And, <laughs> and also, you're exactly right on them, the enemy, wanting you to lose and to give up. And you just need to find that, that deep motivation deep within yourself exactly. and just fucking wrestle it out and put it out into the open and then sure, you have to say bro. listen li- you have to be like listen here you little bitch you're gonna <laughs> listen to me you're gonna fucking not give up because i'm not a fucking pussy you're not a and quitter. that's what you- yeah you're not a fucking quitter and you just have to you just have to just slam you have to seize every day like it's your last oh, yeah, bro. and it, it's so hard it's so hard but without hardship life isn't even worth living for exactly bro that's that's it dead on it's like you're, we're saying this right now in the comforts of our, you know, houses or wherever we are. But in the moment when you're doing that race, in the moment when you're running that mile, in the moment where you're hitting those push-ups or pull-ups, you're going to feel so much pain that your body's going to say, you know what, this is not worth it. I could just go back to that comfort of my place. But do you have the, pre- what's going to separate you from the person who has the willpower to say, I, you know, who finds comfort in the discomfort? I heard a quote that says, Self-inflicted uh, pain is just weakness leaving the body. If you think about it that way, bro, you you push past anything. Yeah. If you guys don't believe in just you know persevering and determination, let me tell you, okay. Growing up, I'd always wanted a six pack. As dumb as that sounds, I always thought it just looked great. Mm-hmm. And so, last year, bro, yeah. throughout the entire summer, I worked my fucking ass off to get a fucking to get abs, you know, to get something. And fucking, I did it. I completed it. That's good. You think, you think there's a finish line? No. Life, there is no finish line. You have to keep refining everything. It's like a false peak. You, you think you got to the finish line, but wait a minute, it's actually further than that. And then you keep going and further than that. It's like, an, it's actually moving the whole time. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? The finish line is never, you're never done. You know what I'm saying? When you have a six pack, you're not done because you're saying, oh, wait a minute. Now I need a good chest. Now I need a good shoulders. Now I need good triceps, whatever it is. Good legs. Bro, do not neglect legs. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? For anyone who's listening, it's like the science of it makes sense because your legs are so big, the muscles in your legs are huge, that when you start working them out and you start you know, tearing the, the fibers and rebuilding, your body needs to produce that testosterone hormone to build that muscle. That It needs a lot of it because your legs are big muscles. But as a result, the other muscles in your body will start to get bigger. You know what I'm saying? Because your body starts to tear down and build up those leg muscles. It says, you know what? We also need 
this to be stronger. Your core is going to start getting stronger from stabilizing yourself. You know what I'm saying, bro? It's just all a mentality. And if you do something for the looks, just for the looks, like, yeah, okay, that's an okay, that's an okay reason. But if you, I w- what, I, what I would advise is try to do it for something greater than that. Maybe do it for someone else. Or what I mean by that is to help someone. Or do it for, if you're looking for better, uh, if, you're, if you're an athlete, start training for better, uh, what do you call it? Like just for better stamina, better strength and agility, rather than you know, thinking about your body. Because a lot of people, when they do it for their, them, how they look, it's like whenever they see themselves in the mirror, you're not going to see an immediate difference. And you're going to start to get discouraged. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, once you get discouraged, don't let that, don't let the enemy, don't let the enemy tear you down like that and lie to you. Yeah. Don't let the people that, you know, the enemy is using to discourage you. And I'm I'm telling you something right now. Someone who's above you will never tear you down. It's always someone who's below you. Exactly. It's always someone who's below you. If someone here is like, Jordan with this podcast, that's actually a good milestone. When I saw, when I saw you having like, wow, that's really cool. You know what I'm saying? So someone easily below you is going to say, oh man, like, you know what? Eh. But it's, they're going to start saying, eh, but it's hard to do that stuff. And, eh, but it's hard to, to get a lot of people. Oh, the people who have a lot of listeners have been doing it for years or eh, they have to put more money into it because they're trying, they're low key hating on you and they're low key. They, they want you to fail because they're not doing what they want to do. But if everyone would just do what they kind of want to do or what they have their mindset on, you know, not everything's work going to work out your way, of course, but if you set your mind on something and you and you push, there's no excuse. There's no excuse. There's no excuse. This is my only option. You will do it, dude. You what? What you said about excuses that also coincides with so many people saying they don't have time for things. Yeah, bro. And it it's just they don't make time, and that's the harsh truth that they don't want to admit. Yep. I've learned that like just through this podcast, and I hate to bring it up again and again, but it's just. It just happens over and over. There's nothing you can do because yeah, bro. You don't know people's lives, but you also know that you have never once like just me, my myself personally. I've had literally two jobs, and I even still was able to make time for things. Jeez, that's crazy. And I worked out, and I was going to school. So, so I'm like, what are you? What are you doing? You know, but exactly, yeah. It's like. It's like with me, I wanted, I wanted to be on this podcast, you know what I'm saying? And I told you I wanted to be on this podcast. And so, you know, I, I got through, I got through my, my midterms. I got through whatever I had to do with work. And I said, you know, and also I've been off of social media. It's just, it's just like a personal thing, you know, I've just been off of it for a while. It's kind of like, um, it distracts me a lot from, from what I'd have to get done. Yeah. So I get off of it. And so I said, you know what, I'm on spring break. Let me do this. You know what I'm saying? Let me let me let me get out of my way. I actually want to do this. You know what I'm saying? And so I I found a way, and I I got I'm in my brother's girlfriend's closet right now, you know, using her Wi-Fi, and I have my laptop with me, and I'm over here just doing this podcast. And it's like I've learned that your word means a lot. Yeah. If you say you're gonna do something at this point or by this time, you should do it because your word means so much, bro. And that's for everyone. And I think everyone should try to take take that as a little little thing of criticism. It's like if you say you're gonna do something in Florida, from you know where we live in Florida, but in the state of Florida, we call it flagging. If someone's flagging, like bro, why are you flagging? You know, it's like flagging is a sign that 
I don't know where you got what you guys use it as, but from where I'm from, it means like you said you're gonna do something, but you didn't do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a term. It's a term that that represents not keeping your word, and it happens a lot. You know, in some cases, it's like, oh man, that's just so unfortunate that it didn't go my way in that point where I couldn't fall, I couldn't meet the deadline, or I couldn't do this, I couldn't do that. It's just like going back to that doubt thing. If you if you have an opportunity, or in the Bible we call it in the in the book in the book of James, and actually in the book of Ephesians, the Bible says, "Do not give the devil a chance." So what I mean by that is, if you give place for opportunity, if you give place for, I'm sorry, if you give place in your mind for excuses, you're gonna do it. You're gonna find that excuse to use. So if you tell yourself no excuses, no excuses, no excuses, then there you will find yourself to do it, and there will be no excuses not to. Right. And it's like. I've learned that over the definitely over the months, over the years. It also helps to not have the word quit in your vocabulary. Yeah, bro. Because quit, what does that mean? Like, if you really quit just means you started something and now you want to stop it out of your own pain, out of your own personal reasons, you know? Yeah. But if, you know, it's, there's, it's like, or in the Buds documentary, if you end up, if you guys end up watching the Buds documentary that I told you, Buds Class 234, full documentary. Instructor Pat Stone says quitting is a conscious decision. It's a conscious decision that you have to make. Whether it be when you're pushing to failure, you're doing that last push up with that weight on your back and you're not even moving. You feel like, oh man, like you're pushing so hard, but your body's not moving at all. You have a conscious decision to stop pushing. But if you keep pushing, eventually, one, your muscles are going to fatigue and you'll stop because you can't do it anymore. Or two, you'll actually get up there. But Quitting is a conscious decision decision you have to make. If you quit on anything, whether even if, you know, it's easy to talk about the fun things like training. You know, it's easy not to quit on the fun things like training or working out, but it's easy to quit on homework. Hey, I don't want to do this homework. Or, hey, I don't want to do this assignment. It's easy to not do that. It's easy to quit. Or, you know, I should just stop doing this homework right now and just chill for the rest of the night. It's like, it's easy to say that. And I've, I'm a victim of that. Like, I've, I'm, I've done that. You know what I'm saying? I've fallen victim to the, the procrastination. But there's been many times where I told myself, no, there's no other option. I have to continue pushing myself and think and think and think and get this homework done or get this classwork done, whatever it is, test, exam. If, if you get anything from what I just said, it's like, keep your word and don't quit because it really is, tells people who you are as a person. Because there's people like, like Jordan said, sorry, sorry, bro, but like, just like you said, you had two jobs, you had school and all that stuff. And so like, you still made time for to do what you want to do. Even this podcast. Crazy. Yeah, dude. Well, actually, I admit I wasn't doing this podcast when I was working two jobs. That would have been insane. Okay. That would have been insane. I was going to say, okay. Yeah. But I mean, technically, I, I, I have two jobs, but like, I my my schedule is flexible. So I manage it still. Right. I mean, could you count an internship as a job? Yeah. Like if it pays you? Yeah. Because with an internship, you're 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 expected to do stuff. It's like school almost. Yeah. So it's like they expect stuff of you, so you do have to make time for that. So that counts in my opinion. Right. Brandon, I just want to say you're an inspiring guy. I think it's cool that you have a twin. <laughs> Thank you, bro. We've talked about so much shit that i i had really a lot of fun talking about and yeah man for sure i appreciate you having me here. i might come back on again i don't know depends how my brother is and stuff but i i i do 
I am thinking about coming back on maybe with my brother. Mm-hmm. You know, just you can ask us twin questions and stuff. Yeah, for sure. And now it's time for me to read the script. I love this part. Okay. So thank you for listening to this episode of Jordan Mode. Follow and rate us on Spotify. You can listen to this podcast on literally almost every platform. Send in a voice message about anything. Follow us on social media like Instagram and Facebook. There will be links in the description and I'll publish a new episode every Friday at 9 p.m. And without further ado, I'm all set to leave. How about you? I'm good to go. All right. See you guys next time.